Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to Episode 7 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast, Over Investment. Having explored the five healthy attitudes that are essential to raising young athletes in my last podcast, in my next seven podcasts, I will turn to five obstacles that can hurt your children's sports experiences, performances, and enjoyment. In my decades of working with young athletes, I've seen many who are physically gifted, hardworking, and intelligent. They seem to be destined for success in their sport. Yet these athletes consistently underperformed and never realized the potential they exhibited early in their sports lives. These apparent failures were a cause of some consternation to me early in my career in sports psychology. I asked myself, what prevented them from performing up to their obvious capabilities? It wasn't until I began to explore the role of the mind more deeply that I also began to work closely with the parents of athletes that I was able to answer this question. In my professional development, I started to plumb the depths of the athletic psyche and to connect the dots between athletes and their parents. In doing so, issues that aren't normally addressed in mental training, yet have an immense impact on young athletes, emerge that offer a rich explanation for why these so-called can't-miss kids did in fact miss. From these explorations, I've identified five obstacles that can block young athletes' path to their goals, and which, not surprisingly, are significantly influenced, either positively or negatively, by their parents. Those five obstacles are overinvestment, perfectionism, fear of failure, emotions, and expectations. These obstacles are actually attitudes that young athletes developed both within and outside of sport. Paradoxically, these attitudes start out not as obstacles at all, but earlier in their sports participation actually propels them towards success in the field of play. They create a single-minded focus, an unwillingness to accept anything less than their best, a powerful need to avoid failure, a strong desire to avoid painful emotions, and the setting of extremely high standards, respectively. However, at some point, these athletes' psychological and emotional winds shifted from wind at their back, pushing them forward, to a headwind that slowed them down. What had once been attitudes that drove success became obstacles that made success nearly impossible to achieve. Moreover, these obstacles create a lose-lose situation, in which these athletes are not only unable to perform up to their capabilities and achieve their goals, but their sports participation becomes a truly aversive experience. For example, stressful, no fun, a lot of negative feelings that drives them from their sport. From Henry Ford, the automotive pioneer, obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off of your goal. With all that said as introduction, let's begin to explore overinvestment as the first obstacle. The investment you make in your young athlete's sports participation is another wonderful gift you give them. The time, money, energy, resources, and love you give to their athletic pursuits sends a powerful message about your commitment to their sports involvement. But there's a fine line between investing and over-investing in your children's athletic lives. And the consequences of how much you invest in your children's sports participation will be either positive or negative, but in either case, they will be substantial. When you make a healthy investment in your young athletes, they will feel motivated and confident. Your children will be calm, focused on performing their best, and having fun when they enter the field of play. Their sports experiences will be inspiring, gratifying, and a source of great satisfaction. And your kids will gain all the amazingly wonderful benefits that should be the primary reason why you have them in sports in the first place. In contrast, when you become overly invested in your young athletes' lives, they have a diametrically opposed sports experience. They see their involvement through a decidedly negative lens of doubt, worry, and anxiety. Your children will focus on results to their detriment. They'll feel pressure to win and scared to lose. 
Because they know you've invested so much, they'll be afraid of letting you down and causing you to feel that your investment wasn't worth it. And because of this burden, not only do your children not gain those essential benefits of sports, but sadly, their athletic involvement actually becomes unpleasant. And these unpleasant experiences suck the fun out of and drive them away from their sport. As a sport parent, you obviously care about your children's athletic lives. If you didn't see value in sports, you wouldn't have them playing in the first place. But you know that you're overinvested in their sports participation when you enter what I call the two zone, T-O-O. Doing anything too is not a good thing, whether eating too much ice cream, working too hard, or caring too much about your children's sports involvement. In fact, two is one of the most dangerous words in sport parenting. It occurs when you invest too much of your self-identity and your self-esteem, that is, how you view and feel about yourself as a person and as a parent, in your children's sports participation. You want to care about your children's sports, but you don't want to care too much. You want their sports to be important to you, but you don't want it to be too important. You want to support your children's efforts, but you don't want to support them too much and for the wrong reasons. Contrary to your good intentions, your reactions to your kids' athletic efforts when you are in the two zone are in positive pleasant, or supportive of their sports experiences. And they can quickly turn their sports participation from great to bad to worse. An anonymous quote, Overthinking is just a painful reminder that you care way too much, even when you shouldn't. Your emotions before, during, and after a competition are a really good metric of your investment in your children's athletic lives. Here's a good analogy. You hear about what sounds like a great financial opportunity from a friend with a potentially big payoff. You have two options, play it safe and only invest a small amount, or take a risk and invest a large amount. As the investment opportunity reaches its payoff, what will your emotional reactions be before and after the announcement based on the two levels of investment? Well, before, you'll feel a bit nervous because you might incur a small loss, or you'll be in a state of profound trepidation because you have so much on the line. After, if the investment pays off, you'll feel excited about the small investment or relieved about the big investment. If it doesn't pay off, you'll feel, in the first case, either some disappointment or, in the latter case, absolute devastation because you've lost so much. Now, let's return to the investment you make in your children's sports participation. Before competitions, are you relaxed and carefree or stressed out and worried? During games, are you a mostly dispassionate observer enjoying seeing your children play or a rabid fan who is living and dying on every play? After the event, are you just proud of your children's participation, regardless of the outcome, or are you either ecstatic in victory or disconsolate in defeat? From the author L.R. Nust, when little people are overwhelmed by big emotions, it's our job to share our calm, not join the chaos. One of the biggest red flags I see with parents when they become overly invested in their children's sports participation is when they suffer what I call the we syndrome, W-E. In other words, when they say things like, we better get out there and practice for the game this weekend, or we're going to win today, or we beat them. Correct me if I'm wrong, but parents don't actually practice or perform in the competition. Their kids do. You might think that saying we is just a natural part of being the parents of young athletes, and they don't really mean we. Well, you may not mean we, but that's what you say and that's what your kids hear. When you say we or our, you take away your children's ability to say I or mine. In other words, you're taking away their ownership of their sports participation and communicating to them that their athletic lives are yours as much as theirs. It is our thing instead of their thing. 
Further, as I discussed earlier, without full ownership of their sports involvement, your children won't put all they can into their sport, and they won't get all they can out of their sport. The cure for the we syndrome is simple. Be sure that when you talk to your kids about their sport, that you never say we, and in doing so, you make it clear that their sports participation is theirs, not yours, and that you're there to support their efforts and goals. Let's be realistic. As parents, we all want to see our investment in our children pay off. In the financial world, that payoff is called return on investment, or ROI. There's a very big difference in the ROI that parents are looking for when they have a healthy as compared to an excessive investment in their young athletes. For those parents with a healthy investment, the only ROIs they're looking for are fun, love of sports, and appreciation for health and fitness, and those important life lessons and skills that will serve their children well throughout their lives. By contrast, parents who have become overly invested in their children's athletic lives shift away from ROIs that are very healthy and embrace ROIs based on results, fame, and fortune, all often harmful and, in reality, a near statistical impossibility. In other words, overly invested parents are looking for payoffs in terms of victories, wealth, and celebrity for the young athletes, and by extension themselves. Think of Richard Williams, father of Venus and Serena, and LeVar Ball, father of Lorenzo, the young basketball star, and financial reward for themselves. At a deeper level, sports parents who become overly invested in their children's athletic experiences base their self-esteem on how their kids perform and the results they produce. As a result, every competition is a potential threat to their parents' view of themselves, and their young athletes feel immense pressure not to let their parents down. Some athletes admittedly rise to the occasion, and their parents receive a huge ROI. But far more children crumble under this weight, and the ROI is zero, or negative in every way. You want to ask yourself two questions. First, what kind of ROI am I looking for for my kids' participation in sports? If it's grounded in the healthy values I described in previous podcasts, such as fun, physical health, and those essential life skills gained from sports, your investment is reasonable and will very likely be rewarded. However, if your investment is more closely tied to results and your own needs and goals, then you'll want to first reevaluate your investment. Second, consider the unlikelihood of receiving an ROI on your investment. Third, recognize that you're actually hurting your children. Finally, seriously consider making a change in your investment strategy with your young athletes. Second question to ask is, how invested am I in my children's sports participation? If you find you're saying, oh my gosh, that's me to my descriptions of the two zone and your emotions, then you are probably overly invested in their athletic lives and want to examine a few areas. First, why are you overly invested in your young athletes? What unhealthy needs of yours are being met? And how can you reduce your investment to a healthy level? Another anonymous quote, when you give and expect a return, that's an investment. When you give and don't expect anything in return, that's love. One of the most impactful recommendations I can give you, and one of the greatest gifts you can give your young athletes if you come to realize that you're overly invested in your children's athletic lives, can be expressed in three simple yet powerful words. Get a life. At the core of parents being overly invested in their kids' sports participation is that they don't have a life of their own that meets their own needs. Their lives don't provide them with the meaning, satisfaction, and validation that will leave them happy and fulfilled without placing that burden on their children's shoulders. Having a life of your own, whether marriage, career, avocations, or friends, that offers you those quote-unquote warm fuzzies allows your children to have their own lives, both on 
and off the field of play. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to Episode 7 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. And be on the lookout for Episode 8 in the near future.